You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is May 15th, 2018. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Happy with you on this most joyous day. It is NBA Draft Lottery Tuesday. Yes, it is a day to celebrate. We'll do our NBA Draft Lottery live show today at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You can check that out on YouTube. I'll send out the links. Don't worry. It'll be up on LockedOnMagic.com, on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, on the Twitter, on all the Twitter accounts that I run, at LockedOnMagic, at OMagicDaily, at R underscore OMD. There'll be plenty of places to make sure that you get to watch this show live. Essentially, what we will do is we will recap... Talk a little bit about the Magic season, our takeaways as, we, as we've gotten some distance from it. Talk a little bit about the Magic coaching search, but we'll focus a lot of attention on the upcoming draft. Talk a lot about uh, the prospects, what we're looking for the Magic to accomplish in this draft. And then, of course, watch the NBA Draft Lottery live. I'll have my big board out, uh, so if you can't watch the draft live, you can watch it with us and get the draft, draft lottery results live. I'll be watching it on my TV screen. I'm looking at my TV right now during Inside the NBA. Uh, And so we'll have plenty, plenty, plenty to do uh, over the course of the hour, 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. on the Orlando Magic Daily, Locked On Magic, whatever whatever I decide to call it, NBA Draft Lottery Show 2018. We'll be joined by Orlando Magic Daily's own Ricky Skricka. He's been our draft expert, been on the show a few times to discuss the draft draft a bit. Um, We'll have him on plenty of times before the NBA draft as well on June 21st. We'll also have Aaron Goldstone. He's the Orlando Pinstripe post-draft guru. I've had him on the show as well to discuss the the draft last year. Probably have him on again next uh, before the draft as well uh, to get his perspective on things. Uh, and then, of course, and then we'll have Stephen Garlic and Andy Harrington of the Orlando Magic podcast on as well. So a full show, full hour show. You'll get to see us. It's the one time a year you get to see us on camera. Um, but but you'll get but you'll uh, in addition to that, um, you'll be able to interact with us live, ask us questions. I'll keep an eye on the chat function there as well. It's the beauty of the Google Hangout. Uh, so be sure to ask us questions. Be sure to join us and interact with us live. We're here to answer your questions. We're here to. Uh, give you the lowdown on the draft and watch it with you. Hopefully, it'll be a lucky, joyous day as the NBA draft lottery takes place. And before we dive too again into the NBA draft lottery, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my NBA draft lottery explainer coming up. Before we dive into that, I want to remind everyone that if you haven't done so already, be sure to subscribe to all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. A great game Monday night between the Houston Rockets and the Golden State Warriors. To get the latest on the Western Conference Finals, be sure to check out Locked On Rockets or Locked On Warriors. Both shows are fantastic. You can also check out Locked On NBA for a more global perspective on these conference finals. Of course, the Celtics and the Cavaliers will follow the NBA draft lottery on Tuesday night. So again, our show, the Orlando Magic Daily NBA Draft Lottery Spectacular is at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Join us at that time to uh, talk about the NBA Draft Lottery and get it from all of us uh, who are who claim to be magic experts. But before we dive into what else I have planned today, it is most definitely that time of year where I have to explain exactly how the lottery works. 
Um, I've run into that problem a few times where people ask, like, well, what are you talking about? Like, how does this, how does this thing actually work? Or I actually, I actually looked up the number combinations the Magic have. Um, it's something like 4, 6, 9, 14 through 5, 6, 13, 12, 13 or something like that. Um, the Magic have an 8.8% chance of winning the NBA Draft Lottery. So essentially, there's a there's a drum with 1,001 number combinations. The Magic will have 88 number combinations. In addition to that, the Magic will have a 29.1% chance of getting into the top three. So essentially, there's a 291 out of 1,001 number combinations that will get them in. Or that, that's actually not true at all. Um, they have 88 number combinations. So as teams get eliminated, the Magic will have 29%, essentially a 3 in 10 shot of getting into the top three. So how does the NBA draft lottery work? How what are the actual mechanics of it? It's not as simple as you think. It's not simply oh there are ping pong balls with uh, the team's logo on it. You draw it, and when the team's logo comes up, that's who picks. Actually, that's how it used to work back in the day. There used to be everyone that missed the playoffs had an equal shot, and the ma- and the league decided to move away from that. They did want to reward or, or give some incentive to teams or give some reward to teams that are struggling uh, to, to, to get out and get, get, a, get a better chance at the top overall pick. So the way the system works now is there is a single drum, a single lottery drum. If you've ever seen the lottery play, it's that, that little air drum. It, it blows air and the, the ping pong balls go flying and there's a little little flask thing. There's a little like a lever thing and, and, and you pull the lever and it draws one ball up into the chute and that's the ball that gets picked. 14 ping pong balls, numbered 1 through 14, are placed inside that drum. And they go, they go, you know, rattling all around. You pull the lever again. And every 20 seconds, as the number, as the balls are, are sent around, every 20 seconds, a uh, number is drawn. And so essentially, so yeah, that's how you draw the numbers. Each team then is assigned a certain set of of four number combinations. So uh, if you've watched the lottery performed, which you can do actually on YouTube, they, the NBA has posted previous drawings of the NBA lottery. So you can actually watch the lottery take place. The, the, the team will draw, so the league will draw four numbers from this drum and match that four number combination to the big whiteboard that they have or the big board that they have that assigns essentially the number combinations to each team. And so if one, two, three, four is pulled, then the Phoenix Suns will win the NBA draft lottery with the best odds. The Phoenix Suns with the best odds in the lottery have 250 combinations. They have the first 250 combinations. The Magic have 88 number combinations in that drum. And like I said, it starts at 5, 6, 11, 12, I believe, and goes through, or no, it starts at, sorry, 4, 6, 11, 12, something like that, and goes through 5, 6, 12, 13, or something like that. So if one of those 88 number combinations gets pulled out of the drum, then the Magic have won the NBA Draft Lottery. That's how it works. Again, let's play this scenario out. Let's say that they pull the drum out, 
and the numbers 1, 2, 3, 4 come out, that number corresponds to the Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns have the first 250 combinations. If if another number combination, let's say if 11, 12, 13, 14 comes out, that's 1. The only team that has that 1 is the team that finished with the best record among the non-playoff teams. Does that make sense? Everyone understand it? That's okay. The process happens behind closed doors. It happens before the broadcast begins. Uh, those results are delivered to uh, to Ernst & Young, which I, I believe it's Ernst & Young oversees it. They deliver the results to the stage. They're sealed. They're revealed to the public at the same time. The people that are kept in the room are kept in the room quiet. They do not have cell phones. They cannot break it. Uh, frankly, people who think this whole process is fixed have never watched this process and don't understand it. This process is not fixed, folks. Uh, and, and media members who, are, who have been in the room and have been embargoed know exactly that this process is not fixed. So for the Magic, Pat Williams, who was on the dais when the Magic won the lottery in 1992, as well as 1993, as well as 2004, he will be in the actual lottery drawing room. Representing the Magic on television will be President of Basketball Operations Jeff Weltman. So yeah, we're actually going to get to see him um, you know, in the flesh here, uh, even though the Magic are still searching for a new head coach. Again, the broadcast on ESPN starts at 7.30. Our broadcast starts at 7.30. I suspect the actual lottery will begin around 8.10-ish, 8 o'clock-ish. I believe that's when they'll start revealing the picks. And, of course, they'll uh, have the final revealing of who the number one pick is, probably around 8.20, I would suspect, so they can do some post-game and post-analysis and some interviews before the 8.30 tip-off of the uh, Eastern Conference Finals. So, busy, busy day. Obviously, an exciting day if you're a, a Magic fan. It's a day we've all been waiting for. Um, the NBA Draft Combine will take place immediately after in Chicago. And, uh, yeah, let's get it. It's NBA Draft Lottery time. So, uh, we'll see again at 7.30 on YouTube uh, for our Orlando Magic Daily NBA Draft Lottery Spectacular Google Hangout. Again, I'll send out the links. So, you don't need to worry. If you don't find it, just hit me up on Twitter at R underscore OMD, and I'm sure I will be happy to send that out to you so you don't miss the fun. Seeing as we're kind of just waiting for this, this big news to come down and for this big event to happen that will really shape, I wouldn't say completely shape the Magic franchise, but certainly shape this summer and send it in different directions, uh, I figured this was a good time to to kind of go through the mailbag a little bit. I posted my Orlando Magic Daily mailbag. I feel like there's a few questions that deserve some answering here on the podcast as well for the next uh, seven or eight minutes or so. Uh, and I figure that um, that this is really the, 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 the time to answer these questions because as I wrote in, in, in the mailbag, it is truly a new beginning. Now, we all know that that there's going to be changes this this summer. The, the Magic obviously have to make some changes, have to make some adjustments, have to flip over this core. That's that's really uh, that's been my phrase at least for what they have to do after coming up so woefully short this year uh, and 6 years really of of just pure frustration. It feels like it's time to make those changes. And really, the NBA draft lottery to me is the beginning of the offseason. It's not that uh, it's not that the the offseason hasn't begun. Obviously, the Magic are still in the midst of their coaching search. 
But this is truly the moment where we really focus in and, and get the first concrete piece of our offseason, of how this change is going to occur, of how this team is going to move forward. That happens Tuesday, whether the Magic pick first, whether they pick second, whether they pick third, whether they pick fifth, whether they pick sixth, no matter where they pick, we will now have an important piece of the puzzle at least in place or an idea of what that piece will be. And so now seems like the good time to dive a little bit into the mailbag and answer some questions about the direction this team is going. And this was a, this was a, a question that, that I got a f- in a few different ways, and so I'll answer it in this way. Uh, from my, Michael Clark asked me, the biggest question to me is how can the Magic improve their guard positions in a front court heavy draft? Opponents have been relentless in attacking the basket. No doubt the Magic made the guard position, and, and I took this to mean point guard position because Evan Fournier is Evan Fournier, Jonathan Simmons is Jonathan Simmons, Terrence Ross, the Magic are kind of fine at shooting guard in some respect. They have at least respectable NBA players, respectable NBA rotation players, and some options at shooting guard. At point guard, though, I think we can all agree that no matter how good DJ Augustin was, and, and he was good this year, DJ Augustin is not the long-term solution at the point guard position for the Magic. Orlando is going to have to find a a point guard somewhere. And unfortunately, this is not the draft to do that. You can argue, you can certainly argue, and I've had people argue, and I'm not going to disagree with them, last year was the point guard draft. If you wanted a point guard, if you needed a point guard, Dennis Smith Jr. was sitting there. Frank Tilakina was sitting there. Um, There were a lot of really good point guards in last year's draft, and the Magic passed on them because Jonathan Isaac was the best player in their estimation. No harm there, honestly. I'm really excited about what Jonathan Isaac can do. But having said that, Orlando definitely needs a point guard now. Alfred Payton is gone. DJ Augustin is a serviceable backup. He had a great season. But no one is confusing him for a starter at this point, at this juncture. And so the question now becomes... How do the Magic? How do the Magic resolve this question? The draft is kind of the first place everyone wants to look because everyone, you know, you want your point guard to be someone that's going to be there for a long time. And you know, as I've explained, free agency is not going to be the answer for the Magic. When you look at free agency for the Magic this summer, and I'll break it down in just a little bit too, um, it, the Magic just don't have money to spend. They're not going to be able to spend on a starter caliber player this summer. That's just that's just not the reality, unless it's someone who takes a huge step up. But you look at the point guards in this draft. Trey Young, Colin Sexton, outside of Luka Doncic, there are really no top-end point guards in this draft. I am not someone who absolutely hates Trey Young. There are people who absolutely love Trey Young. There's people who absolutely hate Trey Young. I'm somewhere in the middle. I think that he'll be a very good NBA player. I think that he will... Uh, put up points. Um, I think that his shooting is something you cannot ignore. Is he the kind of player that you can build a team around? Is he an all-star? No. Is he the turnover machine that he was at Oklahoma? I'm not sold on that. I think he continued to get better, but I still have my concerns. Am I willing to say he's, he's a point guard of the future? I wouldn't bet my entire franchise on it. Let me put it that way. If I'm starting a rebuild from scratch, which the Magic kind of are, I'm not sure that's the guy I want. But at the same time, 
he's also someone that can warp a defense with a shooting, and I think that's extremely valuable too. And so how he gets better, how he continues to improve is, is a big part of, of the of of the equation. Regardless, if the Magic are at five, if the Magic are at six, even if the Magic are at seven, Trey Young is absolutely a player the Magic have to consider. If they get in the top three, I'm not considering Trey Young. But if I'm sitting at five, six, seven, Trey Young is absolutely someone that you think about taking, um, that you work out, that you that you really, really look into and do your research on. And by all accounts, he seems like a really, really good kid. Colin Sexton's a hard worker. And there are some other really good point guards even at the end of the draft. Javon Carter. Um, uh, again, i got to remember all their names. Um, there, there are some interesting point guards at the end of the first round, too. Um, that that I think are worth worth looking at. Again, uh, Jalen Brunson from Villanova is a really popular pick. I don't think he'll be there in the sec- in the early second round where the Magic are taking t- drafting. D'Anthony Melton, Shake Milton, uh, Landry Shamit, Javon Carter. There are good point guards. I don't think any of those guys are necessarily starters. You know, maybe a Shake Milton can grow into it at six foot six. Maybe D'Anthony Melton can. Jalen Brunson, I see, is a very very safe pick, uh, but. You're looking at more risk at that point. So is free agency the answer to solve the point guard problem? Well, again, free agency really isn't an answer for the Magic. But when you look at the free agent point guards that are available, you're not looking at very much either. Avery Bradley, Tony Parker, Isaiah Thomas, Marcus Smart's restricted, Dante Exum's restricted, Fred Van Vliet's restricted. The restricted guys intrigue me a little bit, but are you really going to be able to overpay to get them, to keep their, their teams from matching? If you offer your mid-level exception $8 million a year to Marcus Smart or Dante Exum, A, those players come with their own problems because they can't shoot, and this is not a team that has a lot of shooting to begin with. B, neither of them have been starting point guards full-time in this league, so you're really willing to invest that they can grow into that, especially with Exum's injury history. And C, if you're Utah or Boston, why wouldn't you just match that? If they're valuable, you can trade them down the road for to keep your team competitive. So, free agency to me isn't a likely option. I mean, Isaiah Thomas, that's a debate we're probably going to have when we get closer to July, but Isaiah Thomas intrigues me. I'm not against it, but is he really going to sign for just the mid-level exception? Is is that really the guy you kind of want to build around? Or, you know, does that make you competitive in 2019? Is that an all-in move when, when the team really probably shouldn't be going all-in? Is that just a move to, to sell tickets? Like, there are a lot of questions, and, and this is just not a very good time to be searching for a point guard. So, the magic trying to solve that point guard question, it just, it's just not there yet. The magic may have to go into next season with DJ Augustin as their starting point guard. They're not in a position right now where they can draft on need. If they're sitting at five or six and they like Mo Bamba more than they like Trey Young, you take Mo Bamba. If you like Macal Bridges more than you like Trey Young, you take Macal Bridges. The reality for the Magic is they need everything. The reality for the Magic is they're in a very bad spot. And they got to just get talented players. So they're taking best player available, in my opinion. They're not drafting on need. Again, because just about everything is a need. So the point guard question is probably going to be one that follows the team throughout. And again, 
there, there's not just free agency and there's not just the draft. Because remember, you can also make trades. And I suspect the Magic will try to be active in the trade market. Whether they'll be able to pull something off is another question. And, and trying to predict, predict that at this moment is a little bit, a uh, little bit difficult to do. So on that free agency point, um, John Polson asked me uh, before we did our player evaluation. So no, on the site, if you did the player evaluation for Gordon yet, or if this was discussed in there or not, because I don't know if it's up yet. But do you think if the price is a little too high for the Magic, that the Magic wouldn't match a contract for Aaron Gordon or will match? Uh, Aaron Gordon's free agency this summer is going to be extremely interesting. There are not a lot of teams with cap room, especially max cap room. And Aaron Gordon's going to be searching around for a $20 to $22 million a year contract. And it only takes one team to offer a max to make him a max player. I mean, he said it himself. I believe I'm a max player. Ideally, the Magic offer me the max and we get it done. Essentially, that's what he said. He didn't say that verbatim. But the reality of the Magic's financial situation is not good either. And while I think it's difficult to let a 22-year-old like Aaron Gordon walk, I think it's also important that the Magic properly price him and, and make sure that they don't destroy what little cap flexibility they have to bring back Aaron Gordon. To make this perfectly clear so everyone understands this before we get into July, before we get into free agency, this is the summer of Aaron Gordon. The Magic cannot do anything until they handle Aaron Gordon. This is the financial reality for the Orlando Magic. They currently have $78.2 million committed to next year's salary. Guaranteed. This is guaranteed money. This isn't free agents. This isn't anything else. Guaranteed money. If the cap hits at $102 million and Aaron Gordon's cap hold, or they retain Aaron Gordon's cap hold to keep his restricted free agency rights, is $16.5 million. That leaves the Magic with roughly $8 million of room before signing Gordon to a new deal. And that means that's $8 million of room if they cut Shelvin Mack, who has one of his $6 million guaranteed, Rodney Purvis, about a million dollars, and Ken Bursch, about another million dollars. And that does not include the cap hold for the Magic's first round pick, which if it lands at five, is about $5 million. So the Magic realistically only have about $3 million of cap room with Aaron Gordon's cap hold. So again, this is why I say the Magic are not going to be able to do very much in free agency this summer. Essentially, all they'll have is their non-taxpayer mid-level exception, which is about $8.2 million, I believe. So, Aaron Gordon is the central focus of this summer. Even if the Magic wanted to do anything, they have to handle Gordon first. Make a decision on him. Are they keeping his restricted free agency rights? Or are they letting him go? Because if they let it go, now all of a sudden, that's $16.5 million that's freed up to spend. Whether the Magic spend that or not is another question. But that that gives them some, some, some money to spend if they let Gordon walk for free. That's not likely going to happen, though. My suspicion is the Magic do have a number in mind. I don't know what that number is. I'm expecting Gordon to fall in at around 20 to $22 million per year. And frankly, to me, after you know seeing him play this year, yes, he struggled in the second half of the season. 
Yes, there are some bad habits that I am concerned about. I am willing to invest that money in Aaron Gordon. You got to invest it in somebody. Team didn't invest it in Victor Oladipo, which was maybe a good decision, maybe a bad decision. Who the hell knows? Gordon, though, is someone that I think the Magic should invest in. He showed a lot of growth this year. But what I think is irrelevant, what matters is, do Jeff Weltman, do John Hammond, do the Orlando Magic believe that? And they have to ask themselves that question. How much are we willing to invest and tie up into this kid? After one year, is this the guy that's going to take us to that next level, to, to, to lead us essentially, because he'll, he would become the highest paid player on the team. My suspicion is they do believe that, but I have no, I have no clue. If they don't have that belief, if he hits that number, if he hits that number, whatever that number is, and they're not willing to pay it, the absolute right decision is to let him walk. If he hits that number that they're not willing to pay, Moving on is probably the right decision. Moving on is what's going to get this franchise where they want it. Because committing to Gordon does tie up the books. And then the Magic are already pretty cash-strapped or cap-strapped as it is. And so this is a big decision. A decision they have to get right if they keep them for sure. If he leaves and blossoms elsewhere, it's not the end of the world. It doesn't look good, but it's not the end of the world. Uh, But certainly this is a decision the Magic have to get right. And of course, we'll talk plenty more about it as July gets closer and closer. I want to thank everyone again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked On Magic. Like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, tune in, all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. Be sure also to check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. You can check out Locked On Celtics and Locked On Cavaliers as they get ready for Game 2 of the Eastern Conference Finals. Also check out the Locked On NBA podcast, doing a daily podcast covering issues uh, in the NBA from a national perspective uh, with local experts as well who cover their teams day-to-day, just like we do here on Locked On Magic. Tuesday, of course, is the NBA Draft Lottery. You can check out the Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic NBA Draft Lottery show. We'll be going live on YouTube at 7.30 p.m. You can find that by searching for Orlando Magic Daily, uh, our Orlando Magic Daily channel. We'll be hosting that. Um, You can interact with the show live there as well. So be sure to check that out at 7.30. We'll have myself, Ricky Skricka of Orlando Magic Daily, We'll have Aaron Goldstone of Orlando Pinstripe Post, as well as Stephen Garlick and Andy Harrington of the Orlando Magic Podcast. So lots of guests, lots of conversation going on about the Magic. It is our annual draft lottery spectacular. Hopefully the last time we'll be doing it for several, several years. We'll be sending out the links throughout the day, of course, so be sure to check that out. You can follow me on Twitter, of course, at philiprr underscore omd. And for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a good argument for why the Magic should make sure they interview Jerry Stackhouse, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossenreich. I will see you all again tomorrow. I'll see, you, I'll see you all again later today, actually, for the NBA Draft Lottery Show. 
and which will be our next episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.